money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk more? <laughs> well, uh, can I can I say that again? Are you, are you ready, ready to, to talk, talk money, money? Reb? Yes, there I am go. ready to See? talk money. Are you? Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like talking about money, but the talking part might be the problem this morning. Do you ever, so. Kayla? Here's a like a big reveal. Do you ever get tired of talking about money? Um, uh, probably. Yes. I would say he does. He's not being completely honest here. Um, I think that's what weekends are for. Um, I don't talk money after five o'clock on Friday. When our kids were young, we'd sit around the table and they'd be like, can we not talk about money tonight, please? So we had to refrain from talking work and money. Anyway, okay, who's sponsoring the show today? This uh, Today's show is sponsored by... Uh, our friend. Our friend and uh, colleague, actually, who I work quite closely with, uh, Stephen Francipelia and Francipelia Law and uh, the crew there. I mean, he's got a great team and they do real estate wills, all of that good stuff. Uh, so if you've got... Um, questions about real estate, questions about wills, questions about uh, power of attorney, those kind of things. Doesn't do a whole lot of corporate stuff, doesn't do a whole lot of tax law, all that. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty, uh, pretty... Although he does say that, that there's some corporate services. So if you need any lawyer, just call his office, call Stephen. Yeah, He's a wonderful man and... And he'll and tell you heart. what he does. And he'll That's tell you what he does, so. yes. So thanks, Stephen, for sponsoring today's show. Um, again, you know where to find the show, but I always like to tell you anyways. So YouTube, <laughs> uh, if you're on YouTube, iTunes, uh, or Spotify, feel free to like or feel free to subscribe, all of those good things. And of course, uh, notmine.ca, chri.ca, and more than enough.ca, our website, you can find all of the podcasts and some of Reb's blogs and mm-hmm. and her book and all of those things you can find in terms of resources on the website at morethanenough.ca. So the question today is what would it look like for you to have a financially healthy home? Mm. And what are some steps that you can take? In fact, I'm going to talk to Dave because Dave um, knows these probably things in his sleep. He Mm. could tell you. But it is a question that does keep coming up again and again. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we uh, provide. We provide um, just um, a little bit of information to clients when they inquire. So you could email more than enough and say, what are the steps to financial health? I I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we would send you a bit of information about that because it's something we offer free. And it's an easy step. Well, easy. It's easy when you look at it on a piece of paper (laughs) and there's five steps Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about those today to help you get your footing in your finances. So, and, and there is, you know, the financial fitness seminar that we do on the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, So we just did it in April and we're actually, um, aiming to do one en français on May 23rd in person at one way ministries. Mm -hmm. So that's May 23rd at six 30 and um, our that, dear... That's kind of the, the actually the first French 
financial fitness seminar that, that we'll be doing. Um, and as well, it is the first in-person financial yes. fitness seminar that we've done in three years. Um, so we do do them every quarter online, virtually. Um, it's, it is actually lots of fun. To, I love in person, but I actually have been enjoying the virtual part of, mm -hmm. of doing the seminar because there's a little more, in, um, I don't know, There's it's almost like we're sitting around a table. Yeah, and, there there and is a certain a intimacy, yeah. you know, as funny as that sounds with a Zoom. Yeah. Anyway, um, and, and maybe some of us feel a little more um, honest that we can have, ask some honest questions because we're I get not... to pick on people because I just look at them <laughs> yeah. and I know their names and I say, hey, you answer. No, just So kidding. you can go yeah. to our website, morethanenough.ca and click the top right button that says financial seminar mm -hmm. and find out all the dates for those for this year. Yeah. But on May 23rd, we're having one in French and our friends Emil and Dominic are going to be leading that for us. So if you know of anyone, mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to get the word out Um for anyone to come to that at one way. So um, if you need to, just call our office to get more information. Say, and of course, the English version is on YouTube. Yes, that that was kind of where, yes. where we were going with that. Now, yes. And we probably, down the road, we'll probably do a video of the French one and have that up there too, but not quite yet. Not quite so yet. we are going to talk about the five steps to financial health. And I'm going to read simply the verse from John 8, where mm -hmm. Jesus says to the folks that he was um, speaking with, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits... Oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> ah, okay. So he spoke these words. Then Jesus said to these the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. This is verse 31, John 8. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then I read the part going into the next part, and they said, Well, we are Abraham's descendants, um, and... Um, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus mm -hmm. answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's the whole context for those verses. Mm -hmm. But often we talk about the truth setting us free. Right. And why did I pick those verses today? Because the practical application of these simple and not so simple steps mm -hmm. is true mm -hmm. and it's proven that these steps work in people's lives because we hear stories all the time actually around the globe mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey hears the stories all the time because Dave Ramsey's talks about these five steps as well. You can Google Dave Ramsey and find a whole bunch of information from the States from him as well. Mm -hmm. So lots of people talk about these five steps. Dave, what mm -hmm. are the five steps? So, and, and I want to put this in, a, in just a little bit of context <laughs> because these five steps, I would say, again, if you were to Google ways to get financially healthy or financially fit, you might have 10 steps, you might have 12 steps, right, right, you might right. have seven steps. Uh, I think Dave Ramsey has he seven has or five nine. Or, no, no, uh, he has seven or nine. But anyways, the, the long and short of it is, is we really felt we just want to really bring it down to the core. Um, and these steps apply whether you're in England, whether you're in France, whether you're in, in Japan, uh, Japan uh, whether you're in Canada. These steps are the core steps of what a financially fit home might look like. And so step number one, um, and, and we make the assumption, uh, but we don't have to, but we make the assumption that there may be some consumer debt, that there is some debt. So number kind of 
I would say step number one and step number two, which is build a, what we call a mini emergency cushion, a place to go before um, uh, you have to go to credit. Uh, so you build this mini emergency cushion with an eye to have a fully funded emergency cushion, which that is a minimum three months of expenses in your mm -hmm. bank account. So the mini emergency cushion, one to $2,000, the reason we do that is because between those two, the mini emergency cushion and the fully funded emergency cushion is your debt. Right. And we don't want you to have, say, $10,000 sitting in a bank account for your emergency cushion and have $10,000 of debt that you're paying 29% interest on it. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So the idea here is, is you get a you get a place to go. You have to have a place to go other than credit when emergencies happen. Okay. We have been taught by the financial industry that, hey, the way that you, you manage emergencies is with credit. And we want to break that assumption. We want to break that. That's really a only benefits the financial institution, doesn't really benefit you because that emergency becomes compounded negatively against you, right? So again, if I have an emergency and then I go borrow on my credit card to pay for that emergency, now that emergency is costing me 25% or 18% or whatever the percentage is extra. And I had an emergency, which means I didn't have the money, right. which means it's compounding against me. So the whole goal here is to live without any consumer debt. Okay. Okay. So step number one. And mini consumer debt is credit cards, credit lines, car. Car loans. Consumer, again, as we use, think about it, consume. Consuming. Anything that can be consumed that reduces in value as time goes by, that is consumer debt. And we want to get rid of that. Uh, we want to get rid of all of your debt. And we'll get to that in step four. But we, we do want to get rid of all of your debt. But the first step is to get rid of that consumer debt. Okay. Right? And, and building that mini emergency cushion, you always say, let's try and get that done in three months. So Correct. let's say you're saving $1,000 or $1,200. let us make it $1,200. Mm -hmm. That would be like $400 a month. Sure. For, and we try and you do keep it in a short amount of time so that you don't get discouraged. Spending. No, you keep it in a short amount of yeah. time because you're going to have an emergency. Well, because, right. Okay. You have an emergency. So, so you suggest then that some folks, um, sell stuff. Like sure. if, if you have stuff to sell, sell it to build the emergency cushion. It's, has been tax time so maybe you use some or a part of or all of your um, tax, tax return if you get a tax return put that in your emergency cushion because when then what happens once we've got that twelve hundred dollars in that spot in that separate account for emergencies and again emergencies don't include car repairs usually it can yep. but usually we plan for car repairs we plan for christmas we plan for gift giving um we don't touch that unless it, it is an emergency and mm -hmm. we, you know what your emergencies are in your life so yeah, and this <clears throat> speaks to the verse that says um you know like uh, a gazelle from the hand of the hunter get out of debt i mean you know these first three steps where, okay. where you're going mini emergency cushion pay off your consumer debt and and get your fully funded emergency cushion in place that speaks to do that with intensity and diligence right okay get right at it and if that means and most of us do and, and we can all admit that have stuff in our house that is just sitting there that could be valuable to someone else and so you might have some stuff that you can sell go through your house figure it out and so so you can put that 
uh, towards the emergency, emergency cushion. cushion. And then the second step is you could put extra towards your consumer debt as well. Absolutely. So paying down the consumer debt, I don't know if we want to get into the nitty weeds here. Not really. Uh, no. I mean, you can watch the a financial step, fitness yeah, seminar. The next step is to attack your debt, right. is to get rid of all of that consumer debt. And as you defined it, you know, that's credit card debt, that's, that's any loan debt, and that includes student loans, by the way. That's student loans, that's car loans, that's getting rid of all of that debt that we're carrying and and I will make the comment you know debt is not a sin it is a weight it, it does restrict us we think again there's an assumption there that if I use debt I will have I will be able to to accomplish more uh, in this life and the reality if we have debt if we have yeah. debt. And the reality is, is that is not true. It is a weight. It is a burden. And eventually we have to pay it back. And it, and when we do that, we see, oh my goodness. Uh, and again, it's a weight emotionally. It's a weight financially. And uh, so I will say though, to be like the devil's advocate here, sometimes in the short term debt helps you accomplish way more. Like we have a house because we have debt. So sure. Sure. But it's still, we're paying an enormous amount in interest over 30 years. We're paying if, double if We're paying we, double for our house, like to be real. So statistically in Canada, most people pay for their houses three times over, right? Is that also because we consolidate and put some of our other debt and on? And that is kind of the statistic. Now, you pay for it once because that is the purchase price. So that's the principle of your mortgage. You pay for it uh, a second time over in interest costs over the term of the mortgage. And most people do renovations or upgrades right. or do something in the course of that. And they, they use debt to do that. And so there's the third time where they're where, where wow. we're investing. So statistically, that is the <laughs> If stat. you didn't know that, today you've heard it here. Mm -hmm. You're paying for your house three times. So anyway, but okay. So, so saying that, I just wanted to say that sometimes we do see debt and debt can get us, get debt can get us to our goal faster but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. Okay, so let me let me use uh, this. And again, it's not really a metaphor, but it, I think it's a, a picture that gives us. So when we talk about debt as a burden, right, we have to count the cost of right. how heavy is that burden, right? So most of us, when we think about the mortgage, if I were to say, "Hey, I can get you a mortgage for twenty five percent." there would be a choking sound and then people would go, well, I can't afford those monthly payments because at 25%, like that's crazy, Dave, what are, you know, you're talking crazy. And I'd be like, yes, that's right. But the reality is, is you've, you've in that little scenario counted the cost and you've said, wow, not only can I get, I know I can get a cheaper interest rate, but I have to count the cost as to can I carry this mortgage for how long can I carry it? And that mm. may be restrictive. It may be like, well, with my current income and the expenses we have and the plans we have, you know, $2,500 a month on my mortgage payment is, it, it, that's just not going to work. Right. Um, okay. Right. And We're I mean, you think, and you think about the eighties when they played 18%, it wasn't that far off, but that's another point. And so I will just say this one last thing about the, 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 you know, when we talk about the debt and carrying the debt, mm -hmm. when I present a mortgage and, and you, this happens in every financial institution, you will get in what's called an amortization schedule. Right. And that shows this amount is interest and this amount is principal. And, and you follow the little chart to the bottom and it'll say over the next five years, this is how much interest you're going to pay. And, and generally I circle it and it hurts. 
that's a lot of money going towards interest. And that's how the, again, the bank makes money off that interest, but that's the cost. And that's what we want to highlight is, is what is the true cost mm. of carrying this debt? Again, debt is not a sin. It's not something, but it is a weight. And even in your house, it is a weight that you carry, uh, even, even if it's connected to an asset, even if it's connected to something that is actually growing in value, it's still a weight that you have to carry. It's still a payment that you have to make. And there's still a, an interest cost to consider when we, when we do that. So all of that oh, to that's say, really, that's yeah. like, I'm just thinking, what is the true cost of carrying the debt that you're entering into? And I mean, maybe that's a sobering question for some of us to, to ask in light of what we want to purchase and, and reap the benefit of in the short term. So, okay. So thank so you for that. One, two, step yeah, one, two, one, two, three. So mini emergency cushion, yeah. thousand to $2,000. Then we deal with the consumer debt and yeah. get rid of all of the consumer debt. Which also means you're not going on credit anymore. No, uh, you're living on less than you make. And then you're using the extra to build your fully funded emergency cushion. And that is a three month, minimum three months worth of expenses you can go more because you're going to keep saving. You're going to keep saving. Uh, but minimum three months worth of expenses sitting in a an account that isn't maybe so easy to get at, but you don't want to be able to go to the brick and empty it out either, right? right. <laughs> um, so, you know, recognizing that that three months is an emergency cushion. It is to cover things like a job transition or things like a, uh, you know, you get hurt and you can't work. Um, there's all kinds of, yeah, right. of emergencies in it. And the definition of an emergency is something that you could not have forecast. You know, snow tires, not generally an emergency, but a tire, then you're going down the road that hits a puncture and, and punctures the tire and blows it up. Then you're like, okay, well, that's an emergency. They're both related to tires, one could be an expense that you can prepare for. You have more time. And the other is an emergency. It happens. I could have never known that the tire would blow. But but, but just to clarify, that three to six months mm -hmm. emergency, fully funded emergency cushion is so that you have money to live on, right? Like... Like, so that it could it, be a job transition, right? You've right? already said that, but, 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 but a tire being blown, I, I mean, I guess that's... I would go to my emergency cushion for right. the tire. But being the blown. mini one, wouldn't you? Well, the mini one merges into Two, okay. the, the three So they, they so both, they do, okay. They that's so you, point. you've merged them in my head because I'm like, okay, I've got my, my little mini one here and I've got my big one here in case I need my $8,000. bring them together. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, together. I probably wouldn't. You and I... <laughs> see that that's, in my head i keep it separate yes, he brings them together yes. i keep it separate so that's one two three you know we can say it really easily but it does take time depending on how much debt you have depending on how big your family is someone if you're single and have an apartment your emergency cushion your mini one might be a thousand dollars for us we're more inclined to two to three because we have a bigger family mm -hmm. dog cars big house all of that yeah. okay so we've got our emergency three to six month emergency fund there we're all stocked up our consumer debts paid we've got our little mini one and now what so i want to kind of take it now a step a little bit further back and go oh, man. there is a there is an assumption that we're making one and we is, talked about assumptions uh, last week one it, one <laughs> is is that um this does not is not related at all to how much you make 
it doesn't matter if you're making $10,000 or $150,000 a year. These five steps can be implemented and you can have a financially fit home on $10,000 a year and you can have a financially fit Oh man, fit I'm hearing everybody roll their eyeballs yes, at you. I hear that. But here's the and here's the the, the transition to that is is you know, part of the assumption you and I have made today in talking about these five steps is is that you are living on less than you're making. Right. Right? And so when we talk about a financially fit home, uh, if there is an interruption in income or the income isn't sufficient or there's uh, more spending going on than there is income coming in, we've made the assumption, and I will put my hand up and say, um, done that this morning, because um, to be a financially fit home, that's fundamentally the, the step number zero is we need to live on less than we make, whatever that looks like for you. And more does not always mean better. It doesn't mean that, oh man, I, I got to go out and make that hundred grand to be able to have a financially fit home. That's what I'm saying is that is not true. But we do need to be able to live on less than we are making. And so what does that look like? And so if well, you're a, a student and you're going, hey, um, I have to, you know, I'm going to work all summer long and I'm going to make a certain amount of money and that money has to last all year long. Well, you know, we don't frown or we don't bat an eye that three or four students are getting together and they're renting a house together, or they're renting an apartment together and they're sharing the rent and they're reducing cost of the rent, which is their biggest cost. So you're really saying there's some drastic measures you can make to live on less than you make and sometimes hard choices need to be made. If you want to have a financially fit home, right. I'm saying that that is step zero is, is that yeah, mm. we have to figure yeah, out that's, yeah. what, what yeah. how, because all the other steps, uh, again, Building an emergency cushion, that means that there's some money that you have to, to put that. Paying down your debt, that means that there's some money that you have that you don't need to live on right. that you can pay down debt. Fully funding your emergency cushion you're means putting... you have some money extra that you're not living on that right. you can put into the emergency cushion. And then we go to step four, which is uh, saving, investing. So you we start linking, okay, now that we have stability, I can think about investments or I can think about saving for a home or if you already own a home then you can start thinking about do I want to pay that home and pay that debt that last debt that I have do I want to accelerate that and pay that off in and pay a lot less interest and and again debt is the burden and you may say well that doesn't make sense because it's a growing asset and I can leverage that and all of those but the reality is, is you do want to count the cost of what is the, the weight of the debt that you're carrying on your mortgage mm. and what would your life look like if you didn't have a mortgage? Like, again, that, oh, man. for that some people gets that gets them excited. excited. For some people it's like, yeah, but then I don't have any money to do any fun stuff, so True. I'm going to leverage my and house that, to and do And again, that. that's a choice mm -hmm. and a decision you make in awareness and you're making a conscious choice about some of these decisions around financial health mm -hmm. and how long do you want to take to pay off your mortgage so we've got four we've got a mini emergency cushion we've got paying off consumer debt we've got three to six months building an emergency 
fund that will help you if you lose a job, etc. Then you've got investing and paying down that mortgage. Mm -hmm. And in the debt snowball that you'll find on the on the YouTube channel, you'll you'll see how many years this could take for you. And then there's the last one that's listed in a, and we have it on a little card on YouTube. You can see it. We have these at the office. If you want some, I can get you some. Um, give generously and grow. And give hilariously. Give hila <laughs> I but, think we should change. But that I have that. a question for yeah. you. So that's the fifth one on the sheet. Yeah. But wouldn't we be encouraging people to give all along the way? Oh, absolutely. But, um, you know, again, how do you, there, there's going to be a tension. So we've just talked about, well, I got to live on less than I make. And then, and then I have to have some money left over for, um, for the, uh, the paying down of the debt and the building, the emergency cushion, maybe accelerating. So absolutely in your plan, you want to work in what you want to give on a regular basis. That becomes part of your, your in a sense, your spending plan. So that's part of your expenses that right. you're going to do. We, we absolutely. But again, think about it. If I didn't have a mortgage and I didn't have any consumer debt. How much more could we How be much more mm. could I give? Mm -hmm. How much more could I share in terms of just straight resources? And, and I, I might just take a little divot here in the last few minutes and speak to the grandparents. Um, for grandchildren, you may see, look at grandma and grandpa. And, and I see this quite a bit. I see a lot of grandparents just loving giving to their grandkids and some of them even giving to their kids, but I know they really get excited about giving to their grandkids and, and living and being in that position financially where they are healthy and they can now go, Oh, you know what? I want to take little Johnny out for breakfast every Saturday morning and we get to spend grandma, grandpa and Johnny time together. Uh, you know, that is a joy but if you're burdened by debt, then the joy, some of that joy kind of goes away because you're like, oh, now I got this tension. I really got to, I, I got this debt that I got to get rid of. And I have seen that, that spark in so many grandparents' eyes when they talk about the things that they're doing with their grandchildren. And, and they have the ability to do that because the rest has all happened. They have their emergency cushion. They have their zero consumer debt. They've paid for their house or, or they're, they're, they're almost done paying for their house and they are, uh, they're living in that affordable place where they're saying, hey, I, I've got the plan. It's going to be paid off in five years. This is the payment. And now I, I get to share and give more to the thing that means so much to me. So that fifth step is really just an abundance more. So we're not mm -hmm. saying don't give all the way because we really encourage you to have giving as Absolutely. a line item in your, because God's heart, God's DNA, everything about God is generosity and giving. Mm -hmm. So it does, we do come up in these conversations for people. Yes, I just want to give more. Mm -hmm. So I want to get out of debt. I want to have more uh, a handle on my finances because of my heart for giving. So, and it does release you when you don't have debt yeah. to do that. So you pray and then I have one last comment. Okay, Lord, thank you so much for mm. freedom in you mm. Just because of what you've given to us through your life and death and resurrection, we are so grateful that these truths do set us free as well from the weight and burden of debt that comes upon us when we borrow from our future. Lord, um, I just pray that some of these points will land with us and we could learn how to practice them uh, with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so 
One little stat that I know that's personally because we track that in more than enough, and it's been a few years since we tracked it just because of that. But what we found is as people went through our process of becoming debt-free, their giving increased by 26%. So that step number five isn't just a goal. We see that happen in reality because so many times when they come to us, they say, I want to get one of the motivators of getting rid of your debt is so that we can give more. And we see the proof of that. So I want to thank uh, Stephen Fancipili and their crew for what they do to advance the kingdom and, and certainly their support here at the podcast. And join us next time when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.